This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. In today's show, vacant land sales scams, be aware, and the dream of home ownership. Is it still alive in America? You're listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, the principal broker of Carl Miller Realty. We're located at 7700 Timberlake Road in Lynchburg, Virginia, and we are your caring, competent, trusted advisors for real estate sales and service. And if you're a homeowner or future homeowner, this show is for you. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. New to the market this week is a log-sided 1,900-plus square foot home with a huge wraparound porch offering over 65 linear feet of covered space to enjoy the great outdoors. With 6.2 acres of land, this rural property in Campbell County was custom-built in 2008 and offers a vaulted ceiling great room with exposed wood and two main level bedrooms. The basement is mostly finished and it includes a great room, mud room off the entry door, and large walk-in pantry for storage, plus there's a full bedroom and a dedicated office space. It's priced at just $299.9 and located on Mohawk Road, just 25 minutes from the Lynchburg Airport and 15 minutes to Alta Vista. An additional listing this week is a long riverfront property on the Stanton River with over five acres of land and hundreds of feet of long river frontage. There's an old house on the property in need of extensive repair or simply to raise and build your dream home. It's located on Railroad Avenue in Campbell County off of Long Island Road, and it's within walking distance of the Long Island Park and Boat Launch. Don't miss out on this beautiful riverfront land with a pond. It's priced at just $72.9. Well, thanks for listening today. This show does exist to provide value and showcase facts and tips for homeowners and Maybe you're thinking about buying a home. So future homeowners in South Central Virginia, well, happy new year. I know we've been saying that every year. I don't know how long um, Anthony is in the studio with me today, Anthony McAvoy. And how long is it appropriate to say a happy new year to people, Anthony, in your opinion? Uh, in my opinion? Yes. Two days. Two days. Two days. Okay. So well, you- so two days for people that you've like... You see constantly. Yes. But like if this was the first time I'd have, I'd have seen you for 2024, I'd have said happy new year. Okay. I respect that. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been calling a lot of past clients wishing them Happy New Year. And what are we, in the third week of January mm-hmm. now? I haven't met resistance to that, but I guess I wonder what is the um, socially acceptable I think, time frame. I just I think it's a bendable rule. Yeah, so maybe if we're in February, it'd be a little bit too late. That's when I just I end the conversation. If somebody <laughs> starts it with Happy New Year in February, Fair I'm enough. done. Fair enough. But, uh, okay, well, I'll, I'll continue doing what I'm doing until we get to January <laughs> 30th then so if you're maybe if i haven't seen you and i wish you happy new year if it's if it's not culturally appropriate just tell me i'm a learning <laughs> we are a learning growing organization and i'm a learning and growing man so yes well we got a couple of announcements today uh the love and the lso the lynchburg symphony orchestra is doing a concert big band concert at the virginian hotel it's coming up on February 10th, and if you'd like to get tickets to that, they are rapidly selling, but lynchburgsymphony.org. But Carl Miller Realty is actually giving away two tickets and an overnight stay to that event. And if you would like to enter, 
check out our social pages for instructions on how to do that. The video is out. Mr. Mike Lewis and I, and uh, we recorded a, a really good little promo video, and, and there's a way you can enter to win free tickets. Uh, just follow us on social at Carl Miller Realty. That's on Facebook or Instagram, and you'll find how to enter there. So check that out. Uh, we're also helping sponsor a bit the Holiday Lake Trail Race. Now, that's coming up on February 17th, and our form of sponsorship is I'm going to be cooking up some incredible post-race food. So if you're interested in getting in shape this year, maybe you're starting to run again or you've been doing that this winter and you want to run a nice 10K trail race if you're just starting out or maybe you're a seasoned runner and want to challenge yourself to a longer distance, 25K options and 50K options, check. I think if you just Google the Holiday Lake 50K, that race has been going on a long time. Dr. David Horton started that race. Uh, it's been a tradition for the ultra running community for many, many, many years. And uh, there's, you know, Dr. Horton is no longer the race director there, but Mr. Brenton Sawyers is, and uh, this is a great race. Um, I want to also give a shout out and a congratulations to our associate broker at Carl Miller Realty, Lynn Creasy. She is taking on officially the role of the Lynchburg Association of Realtors president. And in fact, there's a really big, uh, I guess, a gala and a handing over uh, ceremony Actually, this weekend, it was supposed to have happened two weeks ago, but the snow, potential threat of snow, pushed that away. Remember when we had the rain? Yeah. That didn't have any snow whatsoever. Yeah, that, you know, everybody made it think like it was going to be like Armageddon or something. Exactly. And then it's disappointing. It's cold and rainy, which is a typical Virginia wet winter day. Correct. Yeah. So when it comes to snow, my whole philosophy at this point is I believe it when I see it. You and me both, because that entire week leading up to it where everybody was like, oh, my God, you got to go get your bread and milk. It's everything's going to shut down. We're not going to be able to leave for like two or three days. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. I like the way you think, Anthony. And uh, well, obviously, we did get some snow this week, which was fun. I had actually cleared my calendar out on uh, Saturday. My daughter loves to ski, and she was lamenting to me that she doesn't have friends that are really good skiers mm-hmm. and fortunately dad falls in that category so i was like listen <laughs> let me clear out tuesday and that was just perfect timing because it snowed all day monday and we go up to wintergreen and we just had so much fun and there was no lines it was incredible like there was maybe 30 second lines at the most and uh for those of you familiar with wintergreen we just stayed on the highland side skied those black diamonds all day long over there on highlands and uh, we had a lot of fun but my quads were burning by the end of the day but it was a lot of fun so good. and they've been blowing snow hard up there this year so if you want to Get some skiing in this weekend. I'm sure it's pretty good conditions this weekend up there with all the cold weather we've had this week. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, scams, Uh, specifically with vacant land. There's been a few of them going on in the country, and there's actually been one or two even locally that I've got wind of. And I just wanted to touch on this today for the listener who maybe has been, how can can there be a scam? How, How does it work? And so when you're purchasing land, it's obviously an exciting process because you're buying property, but there's just a couple of things to kind of keep an eye out for because there are some uh, players of ill repute sometimes with selling land. And and, uh, I know for myself as a real estate professional, I have a checklist of things that I'm looking out for, but I think it's just good for the consumer to kind of be aware about how land selling scams sometimes work. A lot of times they're created using information from legitimate listings online. It looks like it's a legitimate listing online, but then it's later reposted to fish for potential victims. And when a potential buyer contacts the owner directly, the scammer will require a deposit to hold the property. Now, that's not unreasonable. Usually if you're buying property, there is a deposit, but in this case, the scammer is going to require them to hold the property, not an escrow company. And uh, 
basically the process can be repeated when they're doing this by owner over and over again with other buyers until they just disappear. And it can be kind of easy to fall for these scams, especially if you're extremely interested in a property or you're a first-time buyer of land. So there's a couple of things to kind of look out for. Uh, number one, if a seller will not provide detailed information about the property, if a seller is vague, fails to provide detailed information concerning the parcel number, maybe giving you a copy of the tax map. And by the way, this is all online. If you're buying property, always double check that the owner and the person you're talking to line up. Um, if you're seeing different names or if you're seeing it listed several different times on several different sites online and the owner's name, and I use that word in quotes, owner's name, is differing, that is a major red flag. The other thing you can watch out for is if it's listed with a real estate brokerage, again, just go to the tax records and, and make sure that the name matches what is being offered in the multiple listing service. Now, in the MLS, there's two different sides of the MLS. There's the agent side and there's the consumer side. The consumer side, you will not see the owner's name, but your buyer's agent or the listing agent can provide you what's called the detailed sheet and you can see the owner's name as well as the agent comments. And again, that's sort of the backside of the multiple listing service. That's the peer-to-peer agent-to-agent uh, format. But you want to check that name and check it against what the county records or the city records have on file. A very common theme that you'll see on these scams is that the property sounds too good to be true. You'll see a property that's priced much lower than the surrounding properties. And, and it just seems to be too good to be true from a pricing standpoint. Another common thread is that the seller is in a big hurry to close. If a seller is in a big rush to seal the deal and you don't feel quite right about it, listen to your gut instinct. A, a reputable seller will know that you will need to do your research in a timely manner. And by the way, when you're buying land, especially if you have intent to build, you, you want to know that you can get that there's enough room for setbacks to build your building, especially if it's a smaller tract. If you have to do a well in the septic, it's very wise to build in a contingency to make sure that the land will perk for a septic system for a standard drain field as opposed to an alternative system of some sort, which can be, by the way, tens of thousands of dollars as opposed to a standard seven to $9,000 for a drain field. So you should, you should build in some time to do a feasibility study to ensure that the land will meet your needs. And if the seller's pushing you to say, no, 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 you got to close fast. And that's typically, that's not uncommon to close fast, especially if it's a cash deal. We don't have to wait for lenders to get the loan approval, but you have to make sure that uh, it is legit. Furthermore, if a seller tells you an incredible story tied to the sale of the land to explain their hurry or the great price, be cautious. Um, there are unique situations that do occur, but it's important to take what a seller has to say with a grain of salt and be smart about your decision. Also, if the seller isn't acting quite right, you know, when it comes to selling land, a seller should be accessible and forthcoming with answering all of your questions. And if there's hesitancy or vague answers, a little bit of a red flag. A few tips just to avoid um, a scam like this is before you purchase a property, do view it in person. Uh, you, uh, sight unseen sales still do happen sometimes, but when it's vacant land, you got to put eyes on it. Uh, do not buy land sight unseen at the very minimum. Have a, if you're out of state buyer, that's fine, but make sure you have your real estate agent or a trusted friend or a family member go down, put eyes on the property, walk the land. It's very, very important. Um, this is the one that I see the most with properties that are actually listed, and that's making sure that the seller actually 
owns the land. There's a pretty common land scaling scam where someone is attempting to sell a property they don't actually own or it has undisclosed liens against it. And, and the liens, that, that problem can be taken care of with a title search. But you should always, and by the way, don't ever buy property without a title search. Uh, you want to have a title report, just making sure there's no liens or judgment or encumbrances on the property, and then purchase title insurance as well in case Aunt Sally from Kansas drops a lien on the property or Lowe's didn't get paid on another property and bang, here comes a lien. Or maybe there's a small business loan the owner has on another business and now they're securing their uh, their liability by putting liens on other real estate properties. And so liens can show up on properties after the sale. And this is where title insurance will protect you. Consult the real estate attorney. It's just really important to be wary of any off-market transactions when purchasing land, also known by for sale by owner. Uh, a lot of problems can arise in these situations in terms of the transaction if they aren't put in writing. And this can lead to unwanted litigation, obviously. Here's some other tips if you're buying directly from an owner. Just research the name of the seller and check their photo ID. Never give in to pressure to sign anything. Avoid sellers who ask for money up front and do not make payments to anyone you haven't met in person. Also, don't purchase property sight unseen, as I just mentioned. An unbelievable deal likely is just that. And also check the, the county records of a property to verify ownership identity. I will also say that you want to just also check, and if you're seeing, this is not necessarily a scam, but check and see if there's been a recent property transfer. So for example, if you go down and you find out that the property just transferred to this owner two weeks ago, there's been some cases where somebody basically impersonated an owner of a property, provided fake ID, and got it through a mobile notary and had property legally transferred into their name, and now they're posing as the owner, and they need to sell it fast before they get caught. This, this has happened, and it's just really, really important, again, that you lean on your real estate attorney for clear title. But uh, and, and I would say this, for me as a real estate professional, if somebody calls me and wants to sell land, and I'm, I'm sensing some red flags. There's a few things that I'm doing to ensure that the owner of the property is legit. Um, we just listed one actually this week where it, it was inherited, but I had the paper trail. I had the documents, the will, I had the chain of title. I, I know that the owner is legit. Now, there's also some other family members involved, and we all this is on the up and up. But sometimes if I get a call and the, and the potential client does not want a for sale sign in the yard, um, not necessarily always a red flag, but it's I always want to know why is that important to you? Well, I don't want the neighbors to know I'm selling. Well, that's Here's the deal. This is an online, very mm -hmm. transparent world anymore. And if you list your property for sale, trust me, your neighbors are going to find out. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know, I just, I just, I bought a, a house. Yeah. And my house was on Zillow. It was on Zelle or whatever, all the other, like <laughs> yeah. it was on four or Every, five yeah, different websites. Oh, yeah. And then more of course, than that. Just so you know, Anthony, more than that. Oh, exactly. More <laughs> than that. And of course, on all of them, it said mm -hmm. for sale up until two days after I closed on right. it. Right. Like, yeah. it, it's one of those things where yeah. just because there's no for sale sign in the yard doesn't mean it's not right. easily, you know, if I know the address, I can put it into Google and I can find it. That's right. Uh, other, another red flag for me is if a potential seller just emphasizes this urgency, i got to sell it fast. And again, I, you know, it's, it's a matter for me as a professional just asking more questions. You know, the ones that are, um, the calls that come in from out of state or out of country, Again, I just always am sure to make sure I do due diligence to make sure that this is the legit person. The potential client sometimes will only use remote notary. This is a huge red flag. If the potential seller will, will insist on only using remote notary and request the remote closing, 
and and they're not going to be open to the notary that we provide, red flag. Uh, no, we're going to be independent. We're going to have a uh, what, what's called an arm's length transaction. You're not calling your best friend who happens to be a notary. Yeah, we're going to do this independently. Uh, another thing that I'd like to do is just I conduct an independent research just to confirm the property owner. Uh, and again, it's easy to start online, look online, look for, and then sometimes if my red flag is up, I will definitely ask for a photo ID. And I'll ask around a little bit. Ask the neighbors. The neighbors, especially on rural properties with land tracks, they know what's going on. And, uh, you know, oh, yeah, that was Mrs. Smith's property, you know, and she's, you know, she's living wherever. I mean, so the stories will match up. Most people know who their neighbors are, especially in the country. And then um, the other thing I like to do is just if, if, if there's any red flags at all, I ask for a voided check and or a disbursement authorization form with a wire verification service to confirm the account information and the ownership. So again, that's more on the agent side to protect consumers, but also to protect my firm and then make sure that we're dealing with a legitimate seller. Doesn't mean that if I get a call saying, hey, I need to sell quickly, uh, you know, I inherited this property. Doesn't mean that's a scam at all, but, but it definitely does require a little bit more due diligence for me as a real estate professional marketing and listing properties. So a couple of tips, and I thought it was important to talk about this today because there has been a few uh, such scams in the local area even recently. And again, that's fraudulent. And now, now there's some messes because the attorneys have to go back and clean up the mess of a fraudulent transfer of property ownership. And that's not a fun position to be in if you just thought you bought a property and it turns out maybe you didn't. Carl's Clips. Carl's Real Estate Tip of the Week. Land surveys. Are they worth it? While getting a survey on a property you just purchased is an extra expense, there is a lot of value in having property surveys done. In addition to knowing clearly your boundary lines, you will also gain clarity of any easements on the land, such as utility easements, driveways, or even if there is an encroachment of fixtures such as fences or outbuildings, either from bordering properties on your property or perhaps an improvement on what you thought was your property encroaching on a neighbor's property. Title Insurance also loves to see recent surveys on file, and a detailed survey will go a long way to aiding any disputes with neighbors. If you have any doubt about boundaries, easements, or encroachments, a detailed survey is the answer to gaining information so that a permanent and legal resolution could be reached. As a seller, it's also much easier for a buyer to see what they're buying when clearly defined boundaries are evident, as buyers tend to put value on what they buy by what they can see. And when we come back, we're going to explore the concept of the American dream. Does it involve home ownership still? Welcome back to the Carl Miller Show. I'm Carl, your host, principal broker at Carl Miller Realty. Follow our social pages. Lexi, our marketing director, is putting out some really good engaging content, including uh, Love and the LSO, Lynchburg Symphony Orchestra giveaway, one night stay at the Virginian Hotel, take in the big band concert on February 10th. You can enter that on our social media platforms, which is Instagram and Facebook at Carl Mil Miller Realty. Man, tongue tied here today. You got there. I got it. So Carl at Carl Miller Realty, follow us there. It's worth it, and check it out. It's time for Carl Miller Realty's story of the week. Well, this week I got to experience a transformation that paint offers, even in my own home. I like to say all the time that paint in a can is worth $50, but on a wall, it can be worth $1,000, when advising sellers at least. And this week, I noted that an extra bedroom in my home had paint that was just tired and scuffed up from the previous owner, and it's not a room that we use frequently. I just simply didn't do anything with it. But this week, got a little bugged about the paint in there and decided to get it repainted, and wow, 
what a beautiful space it has become. It's always amazing to me how transferring paint in a can to paint on a wall combined with a few choice decor items like a new bedspread just gives a real wow factor to a room. Homeowners, if you're considering selling, don't put off painting the rooms that need it. If you need a referral to a good painter, we have those resources for you. People who are passionate and really good at what they do, reach out to us today. So the question is, does the dream of homeownership remain part of the American dream? According to Bankrate.com article that was released in November, people were asked about the achievements they believe represent the American dream the most. And the answers show that owning a home still claims the number one spot for many Americans today. In fact, 74% of respondents valued homeownership as the number one pick, with followed by 62% stating that being able to retire, coming in third was a successful career, and a college degree came in fourth at just 33%. Additionally, the survey found that 95.5% of millennials and Gen Z populace in the United States plan to buy a home in the future. That's a huge percentage, Anthony. That was actually higher than I expected. I I would have expected it to be much higher because I I don't want to say Gen Z and millennials are pretty cynical when it comes to home ownership, but, you know, we are. I mean, again, you know, me going into my process of buying a home, I didn't think it was even possible. Yeah. And then, you know, we got where we were at. Well, and what I love, Anthony, about you're doing this, and I mean, if without divulging too much of your personal information, is that the median, or the I'm sorry, the average age of a first-time homebuyer is 36. Right. And you're a decade lower right. than I that mean, buying your first time. I bought time. it at 20. I bought it at 20. Or 25. technically, yeah, yeah, 24. 24. Yeah, because uh, I turned 25 right. in the process. I love it. Well, 95.5 percent, according to the bank rate survey of millennials and Gen Z do plan to buy a home. So just in keeping, a uh, recent Keeping Current Matters article notes, uh, Nicole uh, Bakund, I hope I'm saying her name right, senior economist at Zillow states, buying a home is a powerful decision. It remains at the heart of the American dream. Unlike renting, owning a home means more than just having a place to live. It offers a sense of belonging, stability, and freedom. And she goes on to say, the American dream still involves owning a home. There's a lot of pent-up demand for ownership that just isn't going to go away. And that's because there's this huge wave of population of 34, 35, and 36-year-olds in the United States. In fact, there's more people in that age group than any other age group ever in the history of the United States. And, I mean, it's, it's legitimately just, you know, growing up and looking at what your parents had and being like, you know, I want that. One possible reason I think that uh, homeownership is viewed so highly is just because owning a home, it's a significant wealth-building tool. And, and this is kind of what I love about homeownership. It, it's just a good long-term wealth-building me- mechanism, and it involves very little risk. You know, if you start a business, there's a lot of risk. There's a lot of work. There's a lot of capital. and Or even if you just Throw cash into an investment. So pick a stock or pick a mutual fund or pick any commodity, gold, mm-hmm. silver. Hey, pick crypto. You're putting your cash in with the opportunity for, obviously, growth in that investment, but there's also opportunity for that investment to go to zero. Real estate will never go to zero, and and there's just very little probability it will drop significantly. Uh, there's a few exceptions, of course. We're not talking about speculative real estate uh, investment. We're talking about home ownership here. So Home ownership is is never going to go to zero. It may dip a little bit here and there, but just long term, it's just it's just a forced savings account. And and that's really just because of demand, right? I yeah. mean, look, everybody needs a home. Right. Not everybody needs you know a bakery or something like that. And homes are just essential for human life at this point. It really is. I had a conversation with a um, I was in a Rotary Club on Thursday morning. Had a conversation with a Rotarian there and. 
just asking about, well, why aren't we building more houses? Why don't buyers just buy new homes? Well, the answer is, especially for your generation buying a first home, it's almost impossible to build a home under $400,000, a single-family detached yeah. home. Yeah, and I mean, for me, there was, I mean, yeah. my, my house wasn't even $150,000. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. for me to be able to buy a brand new, brand new right. built home, at, I don't know if I'd ever be able to do that. And I, knowing what e- I know e- now, e- but. Ever's a long time, but, but just yeah. if you're trying to buy your first home, and the reason is, is because the infrastructure costs, the government regulation, mm-hmm. the, the building lot is going to be. I mean, if you're close to town, minimum, uh, you might be able to find something for fifty thousand, but it's going to be usually fifty to eighty thousand dollars just for the land. And this is—we're talking a building lot here. And then the cost per square foot to build is very, very, very expensive. So, the nice thing about buying a starter home or a lower price home is those homes continue to appreciate. You're going to pay down your mortgage. You're going to build equity as every year goes by, and you'll be in position to cap out on that equity and trade up down the road if, if you choose to. And you know, it's not, no pressure, Anthony. You can stay in your home as long as you want to, <laughs> or convert it into a rental, which is what a lot of people are doing now. But uh, you know, it's it's just home ownership still remains the number one way to build wealth in America without a ton of risk. It's just you're making your payment, you're living in your home, and uh, you know the other thing. So just just this is uh, just from the uh, Habitat for Humanity uh, gave a quote that just says, overall, home ownership promotes wealth building by acting as a forced savings mechanism and through home value appreciation. Homeowners make monthly payments that increase their equity in their homes by buying down the principal balance of their mortgage. In addition, owning a home promotes intergenerational home ownership and wealth building. Here's an interesting tidbit, Anthony. Children of homeowners transition to home ownership earlier than renters do, which lengthens the period over which they can accumulate wealth. Obviously, the sooner you buy as a young person, right. The long, the better it goes for 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 your life. So, uh, in addition to financial stability, there's also non financial benefits of home ownership. And and the article from Keeping Current Matters goes on to say that owning a home benefits you socially and emotionally. Your home provides feeling of achievement, responsibility, and more. A recent survey, Fannie by Fannie Mae, outlines just a few more emotionally driven benefits, including and these are these are interesting. The top three. Top three reasons, top three benefits were having control over what you do with your living space. 94% of people said that was important to them. Having a sense of privacy and security. 91% of people said that was the most important. And thirdly, having a good place for your family or to raise your children. 90%. So you got three compelling reasons. Having control over what you do with your living space, a sense of privacy and security, and a good place for you and or your family. Pretty cool. And at least two of those were part of the reason why I did. Yeah. Because I, I love the idea that now that I have a home, I can go in and say, you know what? I don't like the wall color today. Exactly. I'm going to paint. Don't I can paint it every day if I wanted to. Do you want to get a dog? Exactly. If I want to get a dog, I don't have to, I mean, if obviously I've got to pay fence, somebody for it. Sure, but, sure. But if you want to. You know, and then the, the fact that I, I don't like, I'm a loud person. Yeah. I don't like that, you know, my neighbors could hear yeah, me a little bit walls. more easily. Or yeah. I don't like that I can hear my neighbors yes, very easily. Just as important, you know, maybe more important. That's, that's, <laughs> that's probably the thing. Um, yeah. And that stuff is huge for me. It is. And, and also, uh, you know, especially if you're going from an apartment place, you don't have to fight for your parking spot. Correct. <laughs> which Correct. I don't know if that was your situation or not. But that's, no, thankfully it wasn't. But there's a, yeah, there's a lot of living space. There was in fighting over the guest spot. Oh, that's for go. sure. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, at the end of the day, home ownership remains an important driver of wealth accumulation. And it's the largest source of total wealth among most 
households. So if you're looking to buy, we can help you get where you want to go. We, we've got great agents. They know the market. They know the process. They're great listeners, and they're empowered to serve you. So just check us out. Visit carlmillerrealty.com, and we will help you get there. And now, the bizarre real estate fact of the week. We've heard a lot of talk about mortgage rates in the news the last 18 months, and here's why it matters. A $200,000 loan on a 30-year term at 7% interest, rounded off, is $257 more per month than a 5% loan rate. That's why interest rates matter. In October of 1981, interest rates hit an all-time high in the United States at a whopping 18.1%. And by the way, this was mortgage money rates, not credit cards, 18.1%. If you have questions you want answered on the air, send your questions to any of our social media platforms. Thank you for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show. We are your local, caring, competent, trusted advisors for real estate sales and rentals. Contact us today. Don't wait. The spring market's just around the corner, but I tell you what, it's already starting. We're getting a lot of showings on our listings. Homes are starting to sell. There's not very much inventory. If you're thinking about moving and you're a seller, call us. We'll give you a personalized market report so you can make an informed and confident decision. We are fully staffed and we're open 40 hours a week. We're equipped to help you get where you want to go. We'll see you next week.